Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to Development Hell. For every horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Corngut. I am a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Available now from Dread, Howling Village. From the visionary director of The Grudge and The Grudge 2 comes Howling Village. After her brother goes missing, a young psychologist visits an infamous haunted and cursed location known as Howling Village to investigate his disappearance and uncover her family's dark history. Howling Village will be available on demand everywhere and on Blu-ray September 14th. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Development Hell. Today, we are talking about a movie that's not exactly a horror movie, but it is a sequel to Jaws. We're on Jaws 3, People's Zero. This was going to be the original sequel to Jaws 2 that never came to fruition. Today, we have a very special guest. Usually, we're talking to people in or around the horror industry world. And today, we're going a little bit outside of the box. So we have with us my best friend, Jules. Hi, Jules. Do you want to just tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be on the pod. Uh, Big fan. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, my name is Juliana Bruin, but everyone calls me Jules. And I am a counselor specializing in addictions and mental health. I am in no way a creative or a part of the horror world, but being best friends with Josh for I don't even know how long, like 15 years now, um, Mm -hmm. I've definitely been sort of forced uh, (laughs) into the horror world, lovingly forced. Um, Okay. And so, yeah, I'm I'm here and uh, excited to talk about this really odd movie. <laughs> yeah, that never even was made. Yeah. <laughs> how would you um, describe our relationship? How, how would you put it in a nutshell if I had a gun Ooh, to uh, your head? Gun to my head. Uh, uh, best friends who don't agree on much. Never agree ever, on much. Ever. Uh, but love each other very passionately, mm-hmm. uh, which means we fight all the time. But with and him. how did we meet? Uh, we met in high school, and I'm I guess you're wanting this. We won prom queen and prom king. Oh my god, this is huge <laughs> news! So I, that, I've never that, had 
chance to tell people that I don't think on this podcast before. So this is breaking news, I think. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I gave you that opportunity. Yeah, you did. Yeah, because so that was sort of how our friendship solidified was that we decided to start campaigning together. And it worked. So... Jules, I hear that you have a fear of uh, amphibians or, uh, or fishy fishes. Do you, is this true? Yes. my Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, my <laughs> biggest fear is fish and basically underwater altogether, mm. like the plants, the whole shebang. Honestly, okay. sharks aren't the top of the list. But you think they would scary. be. I know, but they're not. Um, but yeah, I got to say there was way too much underwater in Jaws, the Jaws movies that I watched. Well, Jaws 3. Jaws 3. Um, So (laughs) I've said it already. I'm going to say it so many more times. But today we are talking about the cancelled Jaws 3 People Zero, which would have been the third Jaws film if things have gone according to plan. Jules, I made you watch Jaws 3 for this conversation. What is is your relationship with the Jaws series as a whole? Are you experienced with it? Are you not? Like, what's your deal with Jaws? I am completely unexperienced. I'm so sorry to the listeners listening. Mm. I Mm. haven't even watched Jaws 1, the, like, infamous, (laughs) famous one. Right. Uh, Or not infamous. I guess it's, like, beloved. Mm -hmm. Um, I, again, being afraid of the underwater was just, like, I'm not interested. I don't want to do this. And, Josh, it's never been one that you've, like, really sort of made me watch mm-hmm. so I I had no so it was kind of funny to watch Jaws 3D with like absolutely no reference <laughs> no context the ones, I mean like I know about it of course in like the world but I, I yeah like we yeah. need your boat but I don't know anything else growing up as like not a horror person yes. what was like the public perception of Jaws for someone that hadn't seen it like what was what was the picture painted by the outside world for this franchise I will say that the thing that I always heard about Jaws is having this fear of fish my entire life, like since I was a child, people always thought it was because of Jaws. Oh, yeah. People would always be like, oh, you're afraid of sharks because of Jaws. And I'd be like, it's not sharks. And (laughs) it's not because of Jaws. So I think it was sort of an annoying thing that I had to kind of come up against. Uh It was this movie that was like so huge and such a big blockbuster and all that. Also, like. It's. It, I just feel like it was like a Steven Spielberg movie, which again is just like a gigantic, you know, money maker. I, I that mm-hmm. was sort of my idea behind it. That's about it. Were you familiar that it's considered the first blockbuster, the first draws? I did not know that. Wow. Yes. 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 It's famously considered to be the first summer blockbuster film, which is wow. cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. It is great. I actually had to revisit. Uh, the first two movies recently mm-hmm. for another podcast on the Dread Podcast Network. It's Girl That's Scary. I really highly suggest them. They're very funny. But we talked about Jaws 1 and Jaws 2 and I thought, oh, you know, I'm a seasoned horror person. Right. I've, watched th- I've watched them so many times. How scary could it be? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the first one really rattled me. It's very scary. There's something very Ooh, primal about the fear of being eaten alive that <laughs> they really get they get it right can i ask a question about the first draws um the 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 shark in the first one is like a gigantic shark right like yeah. it's supposed to be the great white. is it but is it like a, a mutant great white like in the way that's <laughs> bigger than normal you would think so, but I think that's just movie magic. No, it was just supposed to be like an extra large. Okay, okay. Great white. In watching Jaws three, I was like, it's just a shark, and I because I thought that the idea was it was this like like Godzilla like shark. <laughs> in, in the third one, you mean? No, I thought it was that in the first one. 
No, I don't believe so. And I could be wrong. And if, if I'm wrong and you're yelling at me in your car, well, get Sorry. your own podcast. No, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't believe so. I think it's just supposed to be a very large shark. Mm. I, it's huge, though. Like, I'm not convinced there is there are sharks of that size. Although apparently great whites are huge animals and that yeah. they can really take you down. Yeah, I wouldn't want to swim with one. No, no. I hear sh- I hear sharks are really nice. I've seen videos on YouTube of people swimming with sharks and they like pet their noses and they're really playful and they like kind of give like dog energy. Oh, I'm sure they they could cute. also tell you. I know, isn't that cute? That's very cute. I know that um I'm not really too afraid of whales, but I am a little bit like within my fish phobia thing, but I will say that I've heard killer whales deliberately like torture animals to not even eat them so i always assumed sharks would be similar like literally orcas will uh, slowly pick apart like a fish or a seal and just let it fall to the ground and not even eat it because they're just like rude yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i'm surprised to hear that sharks are like friendly yeah i i I mean at least with with people right yeah with things that they can kind of look like them um uh-huh. yeah generally speaking animals are dicks this is just something that we have to come to terms with yeah um, absolutely yeah i found the orca in jaws 3 there's an orca featured at the beginning mm-hmm. the scariest part of this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just like a big head with teeth bobbing <laughs> in and out of the water for fish it's I, like that could just eat your whole head no i problem. gotta say like i was surprised this like it felt like a big commercial for sea world this jaws 3 um, <laughs> yes, i'm sure it was but, but it was like also not a great commercial because like the big shark got in and hid from them and then killed a bunch of people so i thought it was sort of interesting <laughs> to me that i was like huh sea world like, really let this go i don't know I is sea world actually attached to the ocean like this movie no uh, i don't okay think so. i mean how could it be that no. seemed very insane to I me i mean Clearly, it shouldn't be. They they, they are the no ones no they no no, do no. don't do that don't do that. Um, yeah, it reminds me. So in Canada, we have something called Marine World, Marine Land. And yeah, it made me think of that. Yeah, it did kind of have a Marine Land energy. Uh-huh. You always know it's the beginning of the summer season when the Marine Land jingle is heard on TV. That's everyone always... loves Marine Land. Uh, Except for all of the sad whales who are oh. slowly rotting away. Truly, I, I have to say, like. I've never rooted for the killer more than when they're like, let's get a great white in captivity. We'll be the first ones. I was like, you guys now just fucking deserved. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're so stupid. Like, and the mom's like, you murdered my son for what? And I was like, yeah, honestly, y'all need to die now. Well, the mom of the dead guy was there. I must no, have missed mom, that. The, what, the shark that killed all of them was actually the mom of the oh, other shark. Right. A lot of cognizant revenge tactics by sharks <laughs> in these movies, yes, which I'm just yes. not sure what happened. The fourth movie is, correct me if I'm wrong, people at home, but I'm pretty sure it's about a shark following the Brody family down to the Bahamas <laughs> for it. revenge. And the tagline literally is, this time it's personal, shot, uh, Jaws the Revenge. Oh my God, that's incredible isn't that incredible and michael Caine is in it oh it sounds great it's officially the only jaws movie that i've never seen so i and it's the one i have the most interest in i'll be honest with you that's really really funny um getting to uh what we're gonna sort of talk more about i guess is the the sort of not made jaws 3 which is like a comedy (laughs) um i i i was glad this was made like in earnest because it made jaws 3 funnier like it was yeah. kind of a hilarious movie because it was made so earnestly. It's hilarious in twenty twenty one. 
fair. I'm guessing the year it came out, it was just like kind of bad, and then it just got worse and worse and worse with age. Right, you're probably right. And I feel like we're finally at an age where we can take it a little less seriously. (laughs) Yeah, that's like 11 percent on Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Girl, something low. Yeah, it's first of all, it's rough watching like a movie from 2020 that's supposed to be in 3D, not in 3D. Oh, that doesn't work. This was out of the stratosphere out. terrible unreal the bad 3d the, the yeah. like moments of wanting it to be 3d to be honest this movie felt like a bad like disney world attraction <laughs> like yeah you know like it felt like one of those movie theaters that like sp- sp- spray water at you yeah like, yeah it did. Like we were in um, i love them me too i always like but... a clifton hill niagara falls kind yes. of a moment yeah <laughs> totally that's how i felt like i was in i was like i feel like they made a movie around that ride oh for sure <laughs> yeah those 4d rides that like shake and like, like your air gets blown at you yeah that's yeah they're, i love those stupid bullshit pieces of shit and no one's ever on them except for you oh yeah totally they make me a little bit they're they're a little fat phobic because they're as a uh-huh, they are they're, they're the chairs are a little small but i still love them <laughs> i haven't been on one in a little while but yeah i believe that 100 percent. yeah um do you have favorite shark movies outside of this uh jaws 3 moment is there any jaws mo- uh, shark movies that if i say what are your shark movies, baby honey? Like, they, anything comes to mind? I I even know of shark movies. I, I really like Lake Placid, though, which is not a shark movie. I know oh, it's that counts. Even though it's yeah. alligator crocodiles, that yeah. counts. I think that movie is so hilarious and cute. I don't know, and f- smart and fun and exactly what it should be. Um, so that to me, that's sort of the, the one that I think about. Um, because you know, there are f- four of those movies. I've only seen the first one and I, of I, course. I kind of don't want to see the other ones. Like the first well, one they're, they're made by, they're like, I think the most recent one came out like a couple years ago. Like they're, they're not good. I like shark movies. Mm-hmm. There are a few that come t- for me. Have you never seen The Shallow starring Blake Lively? I haven't. <laughs> oh my God, Jules, where have you been? Oh, no, I do love a Blake Lively moment as I People should know I am the biggest original Gossip Girl fan. Uh, I um, know it's out now, and I'm not not interested. Yeah, it's The Shallows is incredible. It is. I love it. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I don't understand why Blake Lively is able to carry a whole film, but she can. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, from the ad, it, it like gave me anxiety the idea of it just being like her and a shark. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't see it, but. You're kind of talking me into it. Oh, it's good. And have you never seen Deep Blue Sea with Samuel Jackson? No. <laughs> oh, that's going to be one for us. It gave me like Anaconda vibes when it came out. And honestly, <laughs> What's wrong with I, that? I, yeah, I couldn't get into Anaconda. I know oh it is God. amazing, but I, I don't know. Anaconda just, is the Jaws of the 90s. That's my. Yeah, I think it was like too young to get its hilarity. Yeah. You know? I don't know if anyone, I don't think, I, yeah, I, I, I love it non-ironically i have to say anaconda really yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah okay all right and its sequel the hunt for the blood orchid i suggest it to everyone okay um yeah so we are gonna head soon i swear i promise into jaws three people zero but before we get there i just kind of want to wrap what up a great title i know it's i i hate i love hate it i love and i hate it it just reminds me of like a like a like a boomer comedian thinking it's funny in the in the seventies, you know what ah, I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is that. It's like a yeah. Well, the guy thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah, it comes from the 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 zany minds of the Animal House folks. Oof, yeah, Oof. I know. Which is just like 
We'll get there. It's like rich white dudes that went to Yale for 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 drama. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's so it's like the douchiest possible. Lampoon. Yes, yeah. it's like okay. it's like every episode of um Thirty Rock how they make fun of the Yale people. Mm-hmm. Or is it Harvard? One of the two. Yeah, uh, Topher or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I also found with this movie that even when they're when it was clearly not supposed to be in three D, like the sides. Oh my god, were like kind of weird and warped because it like the whole thing had this weird three D film on top of it. Does that uh-huh. sound right to you? Yeah, no, totally. It seemed very bizarre. I think I, I guess I feel like it was so made for theaters. Um, yeah, that in I like think 1988, like, not like 78, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. It, uh, I will say it's not exactly, uh, it, it is a little boring, I would just say. It's like not exactly totally captivating the whole way through, like it does no, lose you. Yeah, it, I will say, like, they get to the well, one, there's so few deaths, which kind of annoyed me because I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. for this, and they're terrible too. Yeah, they're so bad. And it's like, for the spectacle, I want, like, blood everywhere. I want those teeth chomping. Like, I want more of that. So I was a little disappointed in that. And and parts of it dragged. Like, I don't need to hear, the like, the development of this relationship between, you know, the guy going off to Venezuela. I don't care. Dennis Quaid <laughs> and the mom from My Soul Called Life. Yes, I wasn't, like, I'm not, I don't care about your relationship and where it's going. I'm sorry, but how hot was Dennis Quaid in this movie? So hot. Jesus Louisa. Oh my God. I swear guys were like sexier in the eighties. They, and this was unfortunately the late seventies, but yeah, I agree. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) I know. I know. Maybe 1980, but I I have a feeling it's the late seventies still. Mm, Okay. When everyone still had mustaches, it's like, there's so many hot guys that would be actually hot if they just get rid of the mustache. Yeah, and just I just feel like men were able to like show more of their body too, like uh-huh. more shorts and more like open shirts and more yeah. like and I they were it. they could be prettier, they could be a little more femme, yeah. they didn't have to yes. be so so butch. And that was kind of yeah, that was like praised. It's very yeah, it's weird how we've kind of gone to this. Even though I I'm sure it was like way more homophobic back then, we've kind of created this weird decision for what we think masculinity is and i think we're we're back into an era of like butch only where like everybody has a beard but like in the 80s in the early 90s you know everyone was like very clean cut kind of Mm -hmm. feminine yeah 100 percent um and i'm glad we're out of that era to be honest because i'm not into that as much yeah me too and and i you know i sort of said this to you before before we started rolling but like i miss these kind of uh movies that are just like ridiculous and not so serious horror movies mm-hmm. um and i just don't think there's that many of them anymore because i think which is great that horror is taken more seriously but i think there's less of this sort of wild uh kind of like smash together horror movies that then become these like hilarious classics no totally and and it is this like spectacle movie in a way mm-hmm. that is very dated like we don't do this anymore mm-hmm. we're like there are set pieces in this movie that are just there because they're impressive. Like with, um, what is it called? Where all the, the water skiers make a pyramid together. Oh my God. Whatever that is. Like there's so much of that throughout the whole movie. And you know, it's just because like, this was something that impressed people in the late seventies to see it on a big screen. Like it it impressed me. (laughs) It was so stupid. And I love how there's like this interaction with the two girls on top of the pyramid, but they're clearly not. They're just like, uh, they're talking, but they're it's like, talking. It's so yeah, like, yeah. Like I don't think you're talking. Like I don't think this is really happening. 
Um, yeah. Did any of them die? Was there ever a scene where like the people on the water skis actually no. got eaten? No, I, there, that's there what wasn't. made me crazy because it was so foreshadowed. It was like so clearly like this is going to happen. There is going to be a death of these like crazy water skiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never happened. And then like the one time that they all fell because they were like, oh, there's a shark and the whole pyramid fell. They got them out. Des Quaid got them out. I was mad. There was a few moments where I thought for sure there was. I, I scared myself. There was a scene that they're like at night. Where there was like a a shark, kind of like a scary moment with a shark that no one got killed in. And they're all up on the boat and there's still one dude, one British guy still like floating in the water in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I thought for sure he was going to get pulled under or something. And no, nothing. And then he just doesn't. I know. You know the moment I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was scared. I was like, I don't want to see this. This is not good. I like how you were scared. Um, Yeah, I was Also, like, I didn't... There was, like, burglars at one point, and they never explained that. Did they get eaten? Yeah, but, like, you don't even know what they were doing there. They were just, like... They were burglaring. But, like, what? The fishy fishies. They wanted to steal, like, orcas? Yeah, yeah, they wanted to take a And I felt so bad for those dolphins that were like, let me out. Oh, my God. I just uh, again, Cindy, I just, Cindy and Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> so in this movie, in Jaws 3D, there are two characters by the name of Cindy and Sandy that are dolphins, mm-hmm. and they have a through line. To be honest with you, they're like our protagonists. They like, really are. They really are. The movie literally ends with the two protagonists and the two dolphins in a freeze frame. It's the most bananas thing like the fact that at the end they're like oh my god we're safe and then she was like wait where's cindy and sandy i was like nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares nobody cares about cindy and sandy i forgot about the stupid dolphins like the dolphins are so embarrassing in this i movie. love dolphins no one that like loves PETA, right in i'm not angry but <laughs> uh, maybe we do hate them yeah you know. um i think i've eaten shark before i'm pretty sure oh, really? yes i I think, I think that like, it's a part, like it, it sometimes is in fancy Italian food. That makes like, sense. Like fancy Italian, like pasta. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. And that's my memory. I would do it again too. If I would eat it. Any totally. pita fans are out there. I'm going <laughs> to eat the sharks. I would absolutely eat a shark too. I know that there's like shark fin soup. I, I know, which apparently is very sad. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Well, then the, I wouldn't eat it. Well, apparently okay. the whole thing is that like, there's all of this fishery going on where they're cutting off shark fins oh. and then just letting the shark die. Oof. Yeah. yeah. And not, they just not, like sink to the bottom cool. of the ocean and get eaten by little bitties. That's scary. The Isn't little it? bitty fishies scare me even more. Yeah. Um, there are so many of them. Yeah. Sorry. But, sorry. Well, Jules just threw up. In on the, the, in the, uh, in the like experience, in the movie Jaws 3D, uh, when they're in the like, underground world and they had like fishes popping out it was like a haunted house but fish themed oh right that was very and I weird was like this is my nightmare yeah yeah so i you you explained it well i'm gonna say it again just in case people weren't listening so in jaws 3d it's like takes place at the sea world where there's this compound that's a lagoon built into the actual ocean yeah and then within the lagoon there's these like underground tunnels that take you into like fun little like like cave kind of like it kind of reminds me of like a science center sort of a moment yeah, totally and there's a scene where a bunch of teens like just go into the cave to like explore and there's like yeah it's like it's like it is like a haunted house of like yeah. tentacles and stuff it's very weird literally fish pop out and they're like ah it's so bizarre <laughs> yeah they do I, it doesn't it doesn't make sense this movie doesn't make any sense like no, a lot of it, it just was, does not add up it was like spaghetti thrown at the wall like, yeah it was one of the moments where all of the tourists are in the underground tunnels. 
And then somehow they see the giant shark approaching (laughs) from the other side of the lagoon, like completely. And they all start running. But it's like, there's no way they see this fish. Also, if I was like a person at this, you know, facility, I wouldn't necessarily think a shark coming would mean I'm going to die. You'd just be like, whoa, there's a shark. Yeah, I know. know. You know, you wouldn't think, oh, no. Like, I, I just feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised by their reaction. I was like, really? And there's no way a shark could bash through that kind of glass. There's just no way. There's no way. There's a lot of shark bashing through things in Jaws 2 that also doesn't make any sense. (laughs) These Uh, sharks really do have like brains and they're like, they do. Well, that's what they have in, 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 no, no, what's the one I like? Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. They're hyper, hyper intelligent, honey. Um, The tour guide. Okay, there was like a blonde tour guide um, uh-huh. at the SeaWorld in this movie. Do you remember her? Yes. Didn't she look exactly like Melissa Joan Hart? She, yes, totally. She totally gave Melissa Joan Hart vibes, yeah. Right? And yeah. Um, did you feel that way before I put it in your brain? No, I didn't, but I did mm-hmm. think she was familiar. Mm-hmm. Too bad, that's too bad. Yeah, I thought it was her, but no, 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 no. It couldn't, no, could not have been. She's just a vampire. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, she's religious. She's religious, so and I know. Oh, it's, so, it's so disappointing. I have the same birthday as her. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. It used to be good until she became like a crazy Until Christian. God's Not Dead too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if she's in the first one, but she's definitely in the second one. She's in the second one. Um, I share my birthday with Heath Ledger. Oh, R.I.P. That's a good one. What do you mean? R.I.P.? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, Somebody said once, you know, like... Maybe he died, but I don't think so. Oh my god, he's, I don't think he's, he's dead. dead! Sorry, everybody. No, I knew, um, I knew, I knew, I knew. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, uh, I right. mean, I'm not kidding. He is dead. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Jules, let's be <laughs> kind about these memories. So, overall feelings, overall sensations, overall opinions about Jaws 3D. How do we feel? What do we give it out of out of five? Out of five, oof. Um, for like entertainment, like I enjoyed it three out of five, but. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it's not a great like, it movie. Doesn't, it doesn't deserve three out of five. Like, I'd probably give it, like, one and a half, two out of five. But, like, I, I did kind of... It's one of those movies that I would say you put on um, when you have a few friends over and you want to kind of be able to, like, chat through it, maybe have some drinks. Like, it's yeah. that kind of movie. Oh, no, totally. Which I celebrate in a, in a movie yeah. any day of the week. Totally. I Yeah, that, exactly that. And I... So it's like, you don't have to pay attention to the plot because the plot makes no sense. Uh, but, yeah, it's like a fun... I had fun. What about you? It's got to be a two, maybe even a one. It's pretty Mm. terrible. I've seen it before. Um, (laughs) This is my second joyous experience taking in Jaws 3. To what I understand, it probably is the worst of the whole franchise. People really hate Jaws the Revenge, aka Jaws 4, but Uh I feel like people are coming back around to it. So I'm really, I need, I need to see it. I need to see it. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it too. We should watch it soon. We should watch it. I really feel like um, shark movies are very end of summer. Yeah. And very like this. Actually, I feel like this is the long weekend where Jaws. Where Jaws oh my place. God. Yes. Is it Labor Day? We are on Labor Day weekend. I'm almost positive this is when Jaws takes place. Auspicious or well organized. <laughs> you tell us. Mind blown. Mind blown. Okay, Jules, are you ready to learn a little bit about Jaws 3 People Zero? I am so ready to learn. I know a teeny tiny bit, so I'm really excited for you to teach me more. Okay, you know a little bit. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to be like, what do you know? But you know what? I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, you go. Just you, you tell me. All right. So Jaws 3, People 0. Jaws 2 comes out and it does well financially, but is critically a bit of a stinker because, you know, it's not good. 
So they think, okay, what do we do now? So they, like the big head cheeses at the studio. Mm. And something they think about is the massive success of some of the slapstick comedies of the mid to late 70s. I'm talking about Airplane, um, Animal House, stuff like that. And so our producers who don't have any of the previous talent coming back think, well, maybe we should go in a totally different direction and make Jaws satire. So they're like, okay, what are we going to do? They get get a pitch by uh, none other than who was Maddie Simmons, who was fresh off the success of National Lampoon's Animal House. This guy, yeah, is brought (laughs) in as a producer and outlines a story that's commissioned by National Lampoon writers John Hughes and Todd Carroll for a script. So yeah, John Hughes, the John Hughes. That's the one thing I knew is that John Hughes was connected somehow to this. <laughs> right? Isn't that wild, wild, wild? Unbelievable. Because John Hughes is amazing. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. What's your relationship with John Hughes? Do you have like I, a favorite moment? I mean, Breakfast Club for me is very near and dear to my heart, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, I, I really like almost all of John Hughes movies. Um, I've never seen Pretty in Pink, so I'll, that's the only one I haven't seen. I don't um, think I've seen any of them. Is oh, he Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, he's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 16 Candles. That. Nope. Um, yeah, no, he's great. I mean, they're all great. They're all like amazing coming of age uh, teen movies that I, that I, that really hold up for me. I just think he, he, he writes really well. That being said, like, I don't know how much in the now woke world they mm. hold up because they're pretty white, pretty straight. But yeah. Uh, yeah. that being said, they meant a lot to me when I was younger. So I have a, a true love. And I think he's a, I think he's a good writer. I think he's able to kind of capture a moment. So I was shocked when I found <laughs> out he was connected in some way to the writing of this. Oh, possibly. he absolutely was. And do you know who was um, approached to be the director of this project was another big name for the time. Oh, who? It was a Mr. Joe Dante. So Joe Dante is known for quite a few movies, but the biggest ones I think would include Gremlins and The Howling. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, have you seen neither of them? I, yeah, have you I seen Gremlins? Like, I ha- I've tried. <laughs> You've tried. Oh, I, I I'll say the beginning was was too slow for me, and I was um I wasn't in the mood to to watch it. it. It sort of seemed like I needed to try. I feel like I need to try again. But he's so known for like being a creature feature kind of guy. He is also like kind of comedy infused or even like YA infused creature movies which is really cool he had directed I would say the biggest Jaws ripoff which was called Piranha from 1978. I've heard of Piranha I will not watch it on account of my fear of fish I think Piranha is one of the very first horror movies that ever traumatized me it was on TV and I was with my mom or my stepdad when I was like a little kid and there's Uh a scene where like all the piranhas are swarming around someone and they're like kind of like skeleton-esque hand comes reaching out of the water and like that. And yeah, it like really traumatized me as a child. I, I'll yeah, never forget I, that moment. I will. That's one of the ones that I, I don't, I have no interest in seeing because I think it would just be too scary. It wouldn't be fun. Um. Yeah. So we have all this big name talent attached. Uh, even the writer of the novel had a cameo written for him in the opening scene where he gets eaten by a shark in his Hollywood mansion pool. That's cute. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But eventually, Jaws 3 People's Era was shut down um, by Universal Studios due to creative conflicts. I think one of the general concerns is that they didn't want to soil, you know, a brand, an in-house brand that they might want to continue with down the road. They didn't want to be the ones to sort of make fun of themselves. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, wow. That's interesting. I, I, and, and when I sort of, like you told me that there was this 
we were going to talk about this kind of, and I did my little bit of research, which was very barely anything. But um, I, I got to say, I don't know. I don't love the National Lampoon movies. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think of them. I don't love animals. But I, I also, I think there's such a, like a, a you know, a moment in time. I think that maybe yes. if I was young, it's like, it reminds me of like the American Pies. Oh, totally. Which that. I thought were hilarious when I was like, whatever, 13, 12 or whatever. But I'm sure now would be like so dumb you know and yeah. I bet 12 year olds would see it now and be like how is this funny like it just it felt such a of a time so yes yes and a very silly kind of like little boy toilet yeah. humor dirty sort of slapstick like porkies even kind of like that too it's definitely totally not, not woman friendly material no I mean no it was not it's not but I, I just also think that I, I yeah so I, I just think that if they tried to make it funny I, I wondered that it wouldn't be I sort of thought it wouldn't be funny yeah I agree too I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what the actual script because I Please. took a look at it entails mm-hmm. and it kind of it, it I don't know how it would have actually presented on screen but right. the script itself which I managed to find illegally <laughs> uh was not that funny it had yeah it definitely had moments of cuteness and like Sure. It was very meta-referential. Like, it definitely uh-huh. make, is making fun of itself a lot. But was it? I know that the other one thing I know about it is that they, like, we're going to kill Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, there is. So there's a moment in the script for a character called the director. Oh, and funny. I think they were trying to set it up for a cameo for Spielberg if they could get him. Right. Um, but it does they- sound like they were, they were close to getting a lot of big names for cameos in this. Wow. I think a lot of people were on... We're just nonplussed that Jaws 2 had been made. So I think some uh, of the people from the first movie were willing to come back and make fun of the franchise because of what it had become. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the film opens up with a film crew trying to make a Jaws sequel, which is sort of the premise of the film. A shark <laughs> turns out to be an alien, but we'll get there. What? And okay. this film crew is hunted down by a great white shark and it keeps halting production. So the movie, the script literally opens up with um, Jaws novelist Peter Benchley, who's uh, eaten by a shark in his in his own swimming pool. How, how does the shark get to the pool? I, well, I think that's part of the zany McBainy. It's kooky, it's bookie jewels. <laughs> yeah, as you were saying, there was also a part written for Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. Um, the movie featured a recreation of the bonfire scene from the first film okay so the very first movie there's starts with like a the really famous opening where a woman gets eaten okay but before she does there's this like very beautiful hippie teenage like bonfire party on the beach where you see all of these like teenagers kind of like fooling around and, um. and socializing and playing guitar and stuff and um so it's a pretty famous opening sequence and <laughs> they've had a like a parody moment of it in the script where instead of there's all of these like hot young teens partying on the beach, it's just like a bunch of Hollywood executives in suits partying on the beach. And then one of the kids gets eaten. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's fun. There's a sequence where a shark is killed and gutted, which happens in the original film where they like open up a shark's stomach to see if any of the victims are inside to see if they got the right shark. (laughs) But in this version, when they like open the shark's guts, like a bunch of like gag items comes out, like a violin, a coat, like marijuana, oh, stuff like that. Course. That's that that to me feels very national lampoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I I didn't not laugh, but like right, I like yeah. it's like I mean like, that being so said, stupid. Though, like 
really dumb Austin Powers jokes. They do that all the time where like they're taking things out and it looks like it's taking it out of his butt. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they I do laugh. it in all the movies. I laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, you love that shit. I do. You love like that. stupid humor though, Jules. You're right. You're right. I do. You're right. I'm acting all holier than thou, but I, I'm not. Mm. Yeah. So it would also have this like um there's like very tough character in it by the name of Pierre Cockatoo, which oh, is a yeah. parody of a character in the first film that went by Jacques Cousteau. So like, yeah, there's like this kind That's of funny fun. back and forth things, sure. but sure. Um, yeah, it, it kind of falls apart at the end. I find the tone kind of jumps ship pun not intended. So we go from being very funny and very zany to like moments of actual tension and you're like, oh. oh, like, what are you trying to do to me, Jaws 3, People 0? I don't understand what yeah. the tone is. Yeah, and ultimately the, the the shark is an alien for some reason, and I could <laughs> not tell you why exactly. <laughs> um, do you think I gave you, like, a pretty... Do, do, do you feel like you've seen it? I do. I Well, I, I want... I, I feel like I almost want to see it. Like, it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. Do you think it sounds better than Jaws 3D? See... This the thing for me is that I think I think it would be probably be as bad, but it wouldn't be as funny on reflection because it's like they're trying to be funny. I know what you mean. So that's um, what I think. It's like how know. the on the podcast "How Did This Get Made" when they yeah. like whenever they do something that's like self aware funny, it doesn't yes. work. That's right. Totally, one hundred percent. The only time I've ever heard them do that was with um, Velocipaster. Yeah, and they said they won't do stuff like that again. Yeah, because because it also doesn't work with like the gist of the show itself. Like, to, yeah, there's something to be fun, like 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 a guilty pleasure. It kind of has to not be aware of what it's doing. Yeah, I, I thought the earnestness of the I don't know if that's a word, but uh, <laughs> of Toss 3D made it kind of funny. Like that kind of made it better. Very me, funny. You know? And, and like, I just don't know if that would be the same. And, like, that's how I feel about Animal House in those movies. Like, I find them hard to watch because I find them kind of cringy. And yeah, I, I wonder yes, it was movie. very cringy, Jules. I yeah. So, yeah, mm. I think they made the right choice. I mean, but again, this movie was, <laughs> Jaws 3D is a bad movie. So I don't know that they made a good choice, but <laughs> they, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, out of all the choices that they could have made, I don't know if they went with the right one <laughs> no, necessarily. No, you're right, yeah. Yeah, no movie would probably have been the way to go, but... No movie might have been the way to go, yeah. Although, I, I don't know, like, do you think there's room in this world for a new Jaws movie done well? See, to me, the concept is so silly that... People getting I mean, eaten by sharks? Yeah, I it feel happens. like... It happens. Very rarely, but also, like, a shark uh-huh. on, like... When someone gets eaten by a shark, it's not like a shark that's, like, serial killing people. You don't know that. I mean, I don't I guess it's never happened before. I guess it could happen. You don't know uh, what they're up to in their heady heads. That's true. I just, I think the idea of like a serial killer shark is silly. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> call me crazy. Okay. But, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I, I guess I feel like, I, I think there's definitely space for it, but I think it would have to be sort of made with a bit of humor or a bit of like something or or like like or like or do it really earnestly but know that it's going to be kind of silly well there was a very really campy there was one example other than the first jaws of like a shark movie that was really effective and really scary Mm -hmm. without being campy at all have you heard of open water 
No. So I think it was like the mid 2000s. There was this film, indie film festival movie called Open Water mm. about a couple that go scuba diving with this like small group. Yeah. And then somehow they accidentally get left behind in the middle of the ocean. Oh, and the really movie scary. is very scary. And the movie is just like an hour and a half of them floating in the ocean, <gasps> like trying to figure out what to do. And then sharks show up. And that's the movie. That's horrifying. And apparently it's based on a real story too. Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that That's fucked? really scary. Isn't that fucked up? That's really fucked up. And the, they made two more and you think they sound really stupid, but the plot for the second one, I haven't seen the second one, sounds equally scary. Mm. Where it's a bunch of people on like a yacht or some kind of boat and they're going in the middle of the ocean and they decide to go for a swim because they're like in a really beautiful part. Right. And um, they forget to put down the ladder. Oh. And they just can't. So they're by the boat, but they just can't. There's no way to get up on oh. it. Oh and that, my! And that's, like this stuff could happen. This is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that see that could happen. So uh, now that you see, this is why you're the writer and the creative <laughs> one in our friendship. I didn't even think about that as a possibility, right? Like people do. Like, like, there's been like that, I think 300 people getting eaten by sharks in the history of time, or something like that. Yeah, not a lot, but that's a lot. Like that's not nothing. Yeah, and I mean, just the concept of being stuck in the ocean is like horrifying. Yes, that's so, sort of so scary. Endless water, and that's just so scary. Like, oh my god! Uh, so that just already brings sort of the fear factor, which like was not at all in Jaws 3D because they're in fucking Sea World. Yeah, uh, I know <laughs> they're like not in the ocean. No, it was it was, in a like, lagoon. The choices that were made were real ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that you've got that you have been able to watch Jaws 3D. Yeah, me too. I love also also they were like on bumper boats, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be kind of a funny scene where like the the shark's gonna bump them all off. That really didn't happen. I was no, like, no, none of the setup happened. No, it was. Chekhov really would like, be very mad. Yes, his gun was. His everywhere. gun was just nowhere at the same time though. Yeah, yeah, it was just floating around. Um, this is what I tend to, this is a bit of a non-traditional episode because we're talking yeah. about a mid-franchise um, movie that didn't get made and the franchise continued. And I always ask, could this movie get made? It's up to us to decide. We have to decide right now. So I guess I'm going to redirect the question and ask, okay. do we think a Jaws parody like Jaws 3 People Zero has the chance of ever getting made? I definitely do, especially because Piranha 3D mm. happened. Mm -hmm. So I could see it being a akin point, to that, you know, like with but again, the Piranha movies were never taken seriously, which is, I think, why those movies were able to happen. Right. You're right. OK, I see what you're saying. Whereas the first Jaws is such a. Although the third and fourth Jaws are right. Very, yeah, they are Piranha territories, so. So I, I, I could definitely see like a comedy Jaws, though I think that what to your point, like I think Jaws is so beloved, like it's one of those movies that people quoted on their favorite all time movies so often. I know. And I'm, oh, I always judge them for being normies. And then I did rewatch it and it is a perfect film. It is. I, yeah. Okay. I'll watch it. It's really good. And it's scary and it's effective. And it's like a very Spielberg and the way that it's not... Like, even though there's moments of extreme terror, like, it's also very fun and whimsical. Mm. And, like, you move on from those moments pretty quickly. Wow. And it kills a kid. There's a child wow. that gets eaten and explodes into a geyser of blood. It's very shocking. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I laugh in weird situations. Yeah. That's awful. Wow. I, wow. 
Um, was that? I I always think it's very anti Hollywood. Excuse me to kill a child in a movie. So I'm kind of like pro pro it. It is. I no, it totally is. I'm that's why I'm surprised that a a Spielberg movie would do that. And it was rated PG because I believe, if I'm not wrong, this was before the era of PG thirteen. So you're you're either PG or you were R. And right, and and even in that scene where she, I I mean that iconic scene where she's sort of swimming and then she dies, um, gets eaten. She's I guess she's not topless or anything. I don't. No, I think she she is supposed to be naked. I just don't recall oh. if you see any boob or not. If you see anything, right? Because sometimes that makes that changes. Or if you did, you saw it very slightly. Uh-huh. You could get away with a lot more on PG back then, yeah. before there was a PG thirteen, than yeah. you could now. Like I think they've gotten a lot stricter when it comes to things like violence. The rating system is. So I ridiculous. think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of it for me Jules I love this was so fun thank you yeah, thank so you. much thank you for having me on I hope people aren't like screaming at me through the the pod world but uh thank oh you guys God. and I appreciate having to watch this like ridiculous movie <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous do you think you'd ever come back do you think you'd ever join me I again? would totally come back <gasps> absolutely oh my God. I don't know if people know this because they absolutely don't know this but me and Jules for a long time wanted to do a podcast we did about what was it about what was the gist to remind uh, me this was sort of you forcing me to watch horror movies again as as that is our mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. um and then me kind of coming at it through a therapeutic lens because like I said I'm a, a counselor specializing in mental health and addiction so there's a lot to be done around uh, therapy <laughs> of both the the killers and bad guys and the victims and I would Absol- kind of- absolutely and then Jen Adams who's a creator and writer on the internet mm. went around and started a podcast called Psychoanalysis doing the exact same thing with a much better title Beat Us to It Beat Us to It what was our title and wasn't it Horror Therapy that's not bad it's not horrible you either go very creative or you go right to the point yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Is, is real good. What psychoanalysis is really? I good know thing. it's like I'm mad about that. It's like we yeah. should never do it now, not because they're doing a similar podcast, but because they got the title. Yeah, exactly. No one would click on ours. <laughs> no, 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 they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Well, I love you so much, Jules. Love you too. Thank you so much, and and have a great night. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Development Hell. Coming soon to Dread, Bad Candy. On Halloween night in New Salem, radio DJs Chili Billy, played by Corey Taylor, and Paul, played by Zach Galligan, tell a twisted anthology of terrifying local myths that lead to a grim end for small town residents. If you love Slipknot, Gremlins, and horror, this is the film for you. Bad Candy is coming out in theaters and on demand September 14th and on Blu-ray October 10th.